0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gentleman's Roundtable Body Recomposition. I'm your host, Jeff Pacman, here with Austin Chan Fitness and my boy T-General, a.k.a. Coach Taters in the building. How you guys doing today? Coach Taters, you're in the maternity den, I see. I am indeed, yeah. I'm in Lucy's nursing chair, although I call it my nursing chair.
1: <laughs> she gets annoyed about that, of course. I said, we're going to keep this bloody chair after after the baby's grown up because it's the most comfortable chair in the house. Um, But yeah, I'm good. I'm tired today. I've been trying to get up a little earlier to to get some work done because I do get productive work done first thing, but I'm finding that I am more tired because it's not like I've been going to sleep earlier. And also on my stories today, I shared that, Yesterday, it was the first day that I overate on my calories because I'm on a cut right now. And yesterday was the first day that I significantly overate. And I'm wondering, is it because I've been trying to get up a little earlier and I'm just kind of struggling with uh, the tiredness? My body's just kind of needing a little summit, summit. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I should just try and sleep in the, until a normal time or... <sighs> It's just nice to get up and get stuff done. You've got more time to yeah. do to do things. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, I personally feel more productive the more sleep I get. It's like I, even though I know that like I have less hours to get stuff done, I just feel more focused. Whereas when I get less sleep, I tend to be more scatterbrained in what I'm doing, and then I'm constantly like checking the phone. Oh no, I forgot to do this on no, that that that. And it's just all um, over the place, whereas when I get more sleep, I'm calm, but my decision making is a lot more strategic. Yeah, I'm definitely dragging my heels a little bit. So yeah, like doing doing things that are really simple to me normally seems like a big task when I'm when I'm underslept.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like that a bit today. So I don't know, maybe I'll go back to Sleeping a bit more. I mean, ideally, my daughter would go to sleep earlier, but she is just like she's so difficult to get to sleep. um Like she goes to sleep between ten and ten thirty, and it's absolute nightmare. um And my partner Lucy, she is doing like a very intense course right now, and she's working like day and night. Like last night, she actually stayed up all night working on this course that she's doing, and so like everything. Um, toddler related is on me at the
0: moment. Mm, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. And so even if I wanted Olivia to go to bed on time, I'm, I, there's so much that I'm doing with her. I'm like, I do not even want to deal with her right now. So I'll just let her watch TV for a bit longer. So I can just relax for a bit more before putting her down. So you know, partially it's my fault as well, but all work in progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. One yeah. step at a
2: time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it must be tough having a kid because I cannot imagine doing that. I'm like, I live by myself. I don't have any other obligations.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I think to myself,
0: I hope this is the hardest years of my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They They say your first kid's always harder than your next kid. That's what they say.
1: Yeah. I mean, someone messaged me the other day and was like, twice like two kids but more than twice as hard or something and i was like oh no
0: but nah, dude fuck that don't let people scare you just because they're putting their own like their own like negative spin on your situation you know like yeah yeah fuck that i i don't i hate it when people do that They were like, oh, be prepared to never sleep at all during the night. It's like that's not that's not everyone's experience. Just because you didn't figure that out, like that doesn't mean that everyone else is going to struggle with that. Like people say the same shit with me with my puppy. Like I have a seven month old puppy and they're like, oh, you must be struggling with your sleep. He must keep you busy. I'm like, no, actually, he's fucking great. Dude, I hate when
3: people say that shit. And I don't
0: struggle with it at all. And he doesn't keep me busy because, like, I just take care of him and I exercise him, and he's well behaved. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. People say weird as shit. <laughs> it's like well, people Olivia put their does own... keep me busy. No, mm-hmm. no, dude, for sure. I'm not comparing my puppy to your <laughs> to your toddler yeah. at all. What <laughs> what I am saying is like people put their own experiences and bias on like your situation and then it creates this fear in you when like you don't know that that's even going to be the case like Mm -hmm. for all you Mm -hmm. know your daughter right now maybe you may be at the most challenging part of the journey with her and then from here on out she's going to be fucking smooth sailing for all you know that's all i'm saying yeah and this
1: is just like my mindset of the whole thing right now
0: it's like
1: it's hard work it is really difficult, especially with Lucy doing this course. She's doing a 12 week intensive boot camp course. And like, I am trying to run my business. I've still got my in-person clients. I'm getting my daughter up, getting her ready for school by myself, taking her to school. Uh, and I get, go and pick her up most of the time. And then I'm putting her to bed, you know, doing dinners, tidying up the house, you know, all of that stuff right now, I'm kind of doing and, character building you know and this is my mindset is man if i can do this and if i can get through this okay i've got another kid coming up and that's going to be another challenge Uh, and potentially that's going to be harder than than this period but lucy's going to be there to help Mm -hmm. by that point Mm -hmm. i'm in what's called the messy middles i'm in my 30s kids you know trying to like save for a house you know all that stuff right trying to build my career I think about if I can work hard now and if I can just put up with the the difficult day to day by the time I'm 40 and by the time my kids can play together by themselves because they will at that point Mm
2: -hmm.
1: by the time that they can like walk themselves to school that'll be upsetting by the way When they won't need me as much. But but by that point, I will have my life back and I will have a lot of time back. And everything that, because it's a frustration to a certain degree that I don't have a lot of time and I just have to live with it right now. But of course, I have a lovely daughter and uh, another lovely child on the way, of course. But
2: my point is, Suffer now. And then in the future, you. I'm just going to value time so much more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, dude, you know what? I heard this quote the other day, and this totally relates to what you just said. This is from Alex Hormozzi, actually. It's really profound. I don't know where the hell he came up with this. But he basically said short term pain equals long term fulfillment. And then he's, like, short-term comfort equals long-term regret. Yeah. So he's, like, basically, like, doing – being just uncomfortable in the short-term, like, going through these short-term pains leads to long-term fulfillment. Like, you stepping up to the plate, being a badass dad, like, doing – being, like, super dad right now, working studying like building your business taking care of your daughter cleaning cooking like just manhandling the whole deal and then Mm -hmm. in the short term like that's going to lead to long-term fulfillment whereas like the short-term comfort sometimes of like not being challenged not having these daily frustrations these daily challenges and not pushing yourself just kind of being complacent it leads to long-term regret like I wish I would have pushed harder in my 20s and 30s i wish i would have done this i wish i would have you know what i mean like that Sorry. short-term that short-term pain and we can use this in in relation to workouts right it's like the short-term pain of like pushing yourself all out to failure is what leads to long-term fulfillment more muscle growth better development better you know better metabolism like better health like the short-term pains of like sacrificing the foods that you love sometimes for the foods that are going to make you feel better, the healthier foods, the the options that are going to make you feel better in the long term, improve your health long term, doing the things that we don't want to do in the short term, but doing them anyways creates long-term fulfillment whereas doing the things that make us comfortable in the moment choosing the foods that you know just taste good and they're like a dopamine hit skipping the workouts choosing netflix over like getting our cardio or our walks in leads to long-term resentment health issues you know looking back wishing we would have made better choices like so it's like it's so profound but short-term pain leads to long-term fulfillment and it would be so easy for me to crumble and for anyone to crumble under, you know,
1: a certain amount of pressure. And it is difficult, but, you know, I'm still getting up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'm still there researching more about my industry up at night, like in bed, reading books on, you know, fitness and nutrition. I'm still going to the gym four days a week i'm still getting my cardio in i'm still like working on my cut and it'll be so easy for me to just you know
2: not do all of those things eat food that makes me fat Mm -hmm. but you know fuck that shit because that won't make me happy
1: and this is like it's the hard work And the accomplishment, to be honest, that makes me happy. And knowing that I've had a long day of hard work makes me feel good. You know, if I had a long day of not working
2: hard, I feel like shit. And the fact that Olivia's been difficult, of course, it's annoying. Of course, like it
1: takes her seconds to like throw all of her books and toys everywhere and minutes, if not hours for me to... Clean it all up, you know. It, it's frustrating, but like when the day is done, and I'm like, right, I managed everything.
2: I'm a fucking legend.
1: Yeah, you know, bro. you and this just this I think ties into nicely ties in nicely to something that kind of we wanted to get into, which is
2: kind of on the topic. Hard work has kind of been demonized a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the whole you know be kind to yourself thing, which there
1: is a time and place for. Mm-hmm. Of course, be kind to yourself, giving yourself a day off. Hang on, <clears throat> clear
2: my throttle There you go.
1: Yeah, there's a time and a place mm-hmm. to be kind to yourself, but I'm seeing more and more fitness people posting about you know be kind to yourself just eat all of this food it's fine you know you're going to be fine you know and honestly
2: i'm getting kind of sick of it to be honest like i know and people should know that you're allowed to eat fucking cookies and that you're an adult you know you're allowed to eat those things and ideally you wouldn't feel guilty about it but you shouldn't be eating those things all the time you know and i know we talked about it a little bit the other day jeff but it's
1: just it seems like these days being healthy and wanting to take care of yourself is bad and for a long time i've tried to navigate my own thoughts around this is like, am I a bad person for wanting to help people in this industry? You know, am I going to get canceled at some point because I'm trying to help people lose weight?
2: You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, why is hard work demonized? And why is it that, you know, we should
1: all just let ourselves go and not aspire to be anything anymore?
0: I think, I think we can. We can coddle people to their grave. Yeah. We can't. It's true. Like, we can be like, oh no, you're doing great. Like, you're, like, oh, come, like, you're doing awesome. Like, we can do that whole shit, but if we don't actually mean it, we shouldn't say it. Straight up. Like, if we don't actually mean it, we shouldn't say it. And this comes to our clients, our friends, anything business related. Like, if I tell you guys, "Oh, I wanna post five times a day, and you guys are and I'm posting right now, you know two times a week, and you guys are like, "Oh, you're being hard on yourself, like you're doing great. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm fucking posting two times a week, you know yeah, like yeah. i I need to be posting this many times per day. I'd rather have friends who are like, "'Fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna hold you accountable. Let's go, like yeah. I'd rather have that than the person who's like no you're doing great bud like give it to me straight they like give it to me straight don't ever fucking coddle me like because because i don't need that i don't need to be coddled i don't need to be babied into oh you're, you're perfect the way you are we're not perfect the <laughs> way we are it's not true yeah. like like yes we should be grateful for where we are in life We should be grateful for the fact that we woke up, that we're alive, that we're breathing because so many people didn't get a chance to do that today. There are so many people who didn't wake up and get a chance to even take a breath today. And the fact that we are even like the one billionth sperm that made it into the egg, that fertilized the egg, that actually created a life is crazy. And it's fucking insane. But now that we're here, we have a responsibility to live up to. We have a responsibility to actually take action, to try and make a difference, to make an impact in our lives and the lives of people around us. And even bigger with me and you guys, like we have audiences and people that rely on us. And so we have to make an impact in those people's lives, too. And we have to inspire others and we have to be great and that's not fucking easy and it's a big it seems like a big burden sometimes and it seems like a lot on our plates and a lot on our shoulders but but it's pressure makes diamonds right my granddad didn't get shot in the knee so I could lay on the couch eating Reese's pieces (laughs) (laughs) oh that's fucking hilarious clip that podcast (laughs) editor clip that oh my god
3: (laughs) but uh the the thing that Jeff brought up um, and I think I heard this the, the kind of the same thing from Jordan Peterson is that as humans we don't we don't want to be the same we we crave to be better, we crave to have direction we crave to have goals that we want to achieve that like push us to be better like we don't want to mm-hmm. want to just do the same fucking thing every single day and like have no direction in life.
1: There was something else that Jordan Peterson said that um resonated a lot with with me and I thought was great and it's when someone is down and depressed and anxious and you know they go to people and then those people say to them oh you know you're fine just the way you are and he was saying that that's bad advice because you can always tell people well, there is room for you to improve there is room for you to improve because if you tell someone that's down anxious and depressed that no you're doing fine you're you're doing just the way you know you're fine just the way you are they're like, oh okay, I can just feel like this forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
3: but it's like that's, no. That's not a good place to be in, right?
1: Yeah, like no, you can you can be better. You can mm-hmm. take steps to improve. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Um and I I also think like there there is a time and place to be coddled. Cuddled. Coddled. Coddled. Cuddled. Yeah. <laughs>
0: coddled. Um both. Both actually. Both. Yeah, say, but I'll take care of <laughs>
1: You know there is a time and a place for sure like if you are if you are feeling
2: that way, there is a time and a place for that, but
0: yeah I, with I with your doing, with so. your health with your health, I don't feel like it's the time to coddle someone, especially okay, it's different when somebody is just trying to get super shredded for aesthetics purposes but if somebody is actually like at risk of like getting cardiovascular disease they are severely obese and putting themselves at risks for health complications this is the time to be brutally honest with someone and not coddle them and don't tell them they they're perfect the way they are and that big is beautiful and that all that because it's like it's like you're you are enabling that person to kill themselves potentially. And that's not OK in my book. In my book, that's not OK. And I'm OK with getting canceled for that. I'm OK with all oh, it's fucking toxic masculinity. I don't fucking care. And I don't care when people say shit like you're mansplaining or this and that. It's like I come from a very fucking blunt uh family very blunt family both my parents are new yorkers they both grew up directly after the fucking depression so they both are like came from nothing and so i was raised by two parents who who are also a lot older than me they had me when they were 40 and 45 and by the time you're like 40 and 45 like You may have still like some sort of filter, but like by the time I was 10, 12, 15 years old, they were already in their fifties and they did not have a filter anymore. They just gave it to me straight. Everything they just fucking gave it to me straight. And I'm grateful for that because I, I was not coddled. I was not held like a little baby in my mom's arms at fucking, you know, 15 years old. I was told, like, you can either get with the program or get the fuck out. <laughs> it was kind of, it was harsh, right? But it was like, I'm grateful for that because it showed me that the world is not going to just fucking hand you freebies. You don't just get handouts. You have to work for shit. You have to fucking, you have to prove, you have to go out there and get it. You can't just fucking wait for shit to come to you. You have to go out there and get it. And I always thought like people who are successful, I always use these excuses of like, oh, well, you know, they came from a wealthy family or they had opportunities that I didn't have or they this and that. I'd always use these excuses. The truth is – Or they trick people or something. Yeah, or they scam people or this and that. And it's like – and it's like, no, they they fucking worked for it. They worked hard for it and – they were consistent, and you know that's okay. That's their journey. If I wanna, if I want something, I have to work hard at it. I don't. I I used to use the genetics example, for like why I didn't have a crazy physique. I was like, oh, I just don't have genetics to have a six pack. I don't have genetics to have abs. I, I don't have the genetics to look like that. Right. So it was easy to write that off. Now at this stage in the game, at thirty three years old, it's like, no, dude. I've just been inconsistent. I've just been somebody that uh, has been, oh, I'm always going to cut. Oh, I'm always going to like, I'm going to, if I'm going to bulk, I'm going to go way overboard. I'm going to bulk for two months and then, oh, I'm getting fat. I'm going to cut. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh, my back's hurting. I'm going to back off the weights. Oh, you know, this and that. So it's like, you know, sticking with a program, sticking with a goal sticking with something long enough to see results, it takes a lot of fucking work, it takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of patience, a lot of consistency, and it's gonna take a lot fucking longer than people think it's gonna take.
3: You know, you know what I think it is, honestly, I I think it's a confusion that people have with being with coddling people and being empathetic. I think people often confuse those two things. And so they think that, oh, being empathetic just means that you're just saying, hey, it's okay to do to, and you're just basically validating all of these feelings and, and actions at the same time that are causing these feelings and just saying, hey, it's okay to like be like this. You don't have to change or anything where I think, whereas like the, the, I'd say the better thing about being empathetic is that. Being understanding of, because I think as a society, we need to be more empathetic to everyone's situation and not judge other people's situation because of their, um, because of why they're at the position they are in um, and being empathetic so that like this gets people to open up, this gets people to have stronger connections. But yeah, I think that the better definition or like way to be empathetic is like being understanding of why people are the way they are. And sometimes it isn't necessarily their fault that so they ended up where they are but being understanding of that and then using that as like how can we guide you to be better rather than be like hey it's it's okay this is not, none of this is your fault but and then just just stay the way you are but being like okay some of these things weren't your fault and they may not have been but how what, what are the things that like that are your fault or the things that you have control over that you can control and ultimately make a better position or make a better situation for yourself out
2: of it Mm. Mm -hmm. i do also think that it is difficult when either a friend or someone you know is struggling it is
1: difficult to know how to react and to support that person Mm -hmm. because sometimes it can be awkward and sometimes that can lead people to saying things like it's okay you know you're going to be okay and then not thinking much of it potentially you know so sometimes those those things can be said maybe just out of awkwardness mm-hmm. you know because maybe mental health is not something that is needs it needs to be less stigmatized still maybe that kind of thing is it's still in the it still needs to be talked about a little bit more mainstream and not being so stigmatized but like because it is a touchy subject like especially if we're bringing up weight and stuff it is a bit of a touchy subject and kind of bringing back to your point jeff of you know calling people out when their weight gets to a point of uh, it being unsafe right that's kind of what you were hinting at am i correct there
0: if it's somebody that you have a good rapport with it always depends, right? Just with anything else, it depends.
1: Yeah, you're not right? just going to walk up to someone I'm at the gonna, store.
0: I'm not going to fucking walk up to Judy at the grocery <laughs> store and Jeez. tell her, geez, Judy, what'd you gain? Another 10? You know, I'm not going to do that. What You've I'm been scoffing down them ripplets. What I am going to oh do is, God. like, if I have a homie of mine that has came to me in the past and he's like, oh, dude, I put on, you know, another 30 pounds during covid and this and that and you know i need to get with you about some coaching like i have lots of friends like that i have lots of friends that are like i need to get with you man about nutrition i need help with my diet i need help with workouts like i need help right and then if that same person comes to me later and they do this shit again when they're like oh yeah man i keep gaining weight i can't figure it out then i'm gonna be like i am gonna be like yo bro You've been saying the same shit for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to fucking help you for free, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. and so I don't ever offer unsolicited advice. I, that's me. I just don't. I'm not going to fucking – I'm not going to walk up to somebody and be like, bro, you're, you're obese and we need yeah. to work on it. If, if they didn't ask me for my fucking opinion, I'm not going to give it to them. But this is always from a frame of somebody has been, we've already had conversations about this, and they've expressed concerns about their own weight, you know?
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. so. there was something that uh,
1: Joe Rogan said that I kind of disagreed with that he was talking about, you know, oh, if your friend's getting fat or if someone you love is getting fat, you've got to call them out. You know, you've got to fat shame them, basically. Fat shaming, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I kind of disagree with that to a certain degree um i kind of get what he's saying because it's like you want your loved one to be in a good place and to be healthy for the most part but i also think it's like you don't know what that person's going through mentally you know they could have had some kind of shit going on at work or in their relationship um that's caused them to have gained weight or something Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know and and so you don't know what people are going through mentally or what stage of life they're at and to call someone out for gaining weight or to fat shame someone that maybe isn't usually overweight that has gained, you know, maybe not even that much, (laughs) you know, I guess it depends on the context of it, but highly likely they already know.
2: Oh yeah. They know, they know. Mm
1: -hmm. they know. And they probably don't need to be called out on it. And probably what they need is for someone to check in on how they're doing, yeah and to have some kind of emotional support as a friend and a loved one, and then someone to show them to lead by example, I guess. Mm-hmm. lead by example and to encourage to a certain degree without without um, direct encouragement, indirect so leading by example so keeping up with like let's say for example if you had a friend that had been struggling mentally um like with his mental health or something and instead of you saying to him hey let's get you back to the gym you know you keep up with your gym routine and you just you know say now and again like hey you've been going to the gym recently how's it going or whatever and just let them answer you know and let them say or and you know just check in with them uh, like mentally and that kind of thing. I think that's a way better tactic than you're getting fat, man.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, obviously, when you know when people use like the whole calling people out thing, I think that's I think that is a terrible approach to take. I think anytime you're criticizing someone, you're making a mistake because no one wants to be criticized. That's like one of the main rules of how to win friends and influence people. Like don't criticize others, right? Mm -hmm. Use motivational interviewing, use questions and use genuine concern and care and empathy to show that you care about someone and then ask them questions about how things are going. Most likely if that person wants to discuss it, they're going to bring it up. If they don't want to bring it up. They're not going to bring it up and then you don't fucking bring it up. You don't talk about it if, if they don't want to talk about it, right? It's like, you know, if 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 uh, I'm not going to walk up to some somebody even if they are my friend and be like, hey, man, looking like you've gained some weight. <laughs> like, no, fuck no. That is – uh, what's funny is I've seen women do this. I've seen women walk up to other women and be like, and be like, Oh, you look so great. You look like you lost some weight, like this and that, and it's like that's the kind of the same thing cuz then maybe her other friend is standing there and she's gained 10 pounds. And it's like that's like I don't even make comments like that. Looking like looking like you lost some weight, bro. Like I don't even make comments like that. Mm-hmm. I if somebody wants to talk to me about stuff they can and like they know what I do for a living. They know that like I'm in the health and fitness industry, so it's it's important for me to just like to me about the whole like calling others out for like their decisions with health and fitness is you have to have a rapport with them you it has to be somebody that knows and trusts you and it has to be somebody that that you care about enough to be blunt and honest with them about it because it's coming from a place of love and care right it's not coming from a place of like you piece of shit slob, like take better care of yourself. It's not coming. It shouldn't be coming from a place of judgment. It should be coming from a place of love, right? And concern. And especially if it's like a family member that you've known for your entire life, I feel like you can be even more like, you can be even more like blunt with them, hopefully, and be even more honest with them and be like, and be like, look, like, you know, I can help you. Let's, let's, like, what do you need help with? Austin, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Andy's meme, that like he said. Oh, the meme. Yeah, that was a good. Meme. <laughs> damn it. The listeners are not going to know about that. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Good memes. We have good memes in our group chat. It's a pretty fun group chat. Oh, side note the Bofa filter thing was funny, dude. The Bofa thing was funny. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> what you say. All right. Last night, I I I asked Austin if he checked his us today, and Austin was like, "He's like, yeah, I did actually." And then I was like, "Check your email." And then I emailed him just a plain email. Austin. I emailed Austin yeah. a plain email that said, "Both of these nuts." And he literally had to look through his emails to find an email from me, addressed Bofa like Bofa Check or something like that. And then all I put in the context of the email was both of these nuts. And I took com one. was it? No, I didn't put .com. That was only for you. Oh well, <laughs> you could have just done that for me as well because that just <laughs> that okay. would have been like what was the website? okay okay so with andy he's like he's like what's this morning he clearly didn't look at the the conversation between me and austin very thoroughly maybe he was like just waking up but i said he's like what's bofa and i and i was like check your email and i sent him an email that was (laughs) <laughs> it's like subject line was bofa research and then and then the message in the email was com, which i guess is an actual website which i didn't know that and then i messaged a group chat and said just sent you the website check your email and andy actually <laughs> clicked on the website <laughs> yeah because it
1: wasn't funny i was waiting for like the funny part like obviously i was like oh, okay both how is that both not funny nuts. because it's like it's if it was just like both of these nuts written on its own i would have been like oh jeff silly fucker but because it was a website i was just like oh, okay both of these nuts it's not really that funny and it's a link so i'll click it to see where the actual funny <laughs> is gonna happen so i'll click it it must be a funny website with some kind of like you guys check it often because Austin said he does check it. And so I'm like, I'm going to look on the website because you guys obviously check this website often. Maybe they have like, you know, daily blogs where it's like they post funny stuff on there. Oh. And anyway, I click on it and it takes me to like coin, I don't know, coin spank. <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what it takes you to it
0: sounds like the worst website ever dude if you got malware on your phone that's not my fault coinsbank.com no it was something it was
1: something it wasn't Coinsbank. spank it wasn't it wasn't uh no it was it, like something like that though it was what coin coin something but it came up and it said not secure on my browser so i was just like okay well and I just still at that point was like, well, what's fuck?" No, it's Coinsquirt.
0: Coinsquirt, yeah.
1: Coinsquirt.com. It's <laughs> like
0: I would never click on a website called Coinsquirt.com. But here's the thing I didn't tell you. <laughs> I got the message last night, but I didn't <clears throat>
1: open it. I just saw it come through. And I was just like, what's Bofus? And then I googled it, and it was British Orthopedic Foot Foot and Ankle. <laughs>
2: <society>. <laughs> Wait, and I was Br-
1: British Orthopedic what Foot and Ankle Society. Oh and my I was just like, god!
3: That's Wait, have, you, have you heard of that style of joke before, though, Andy?
0: I mean, what style of joke? So, like, Non-funny somebody jokes? Will, somebody will say, like my name's uh john ligma and then like somebody's like ligma your last name's ligma and i'll be like yeah ligma nuts or ligma balls or whatever <laughs> whatever it is like stupid like elementary school jokes yeah i still think those are funny so yeah. i'm also a fucking little kid in maturity level sometimes and so Same. i had a buddy who was like he pulled up to a an event with like a a Toyota Tundra I was like an older one. And I was like, Hey man, nice truck. And I was like, did you get the Bofa filter check on these things? You should get it checked every hundred thousand miles. And he's like, no, I haven't heard of that. Bofa filters. And I was like, yeah, both of these nuts. And he was just, he looked at me just like, Oh, like he, <laughs> like I got him good, you know, but like, he's not expecting a grown man in his thirties to be making jokes like that. But that's where I kind of like to right hook people into just confusing them, but I would have just pretended like, oh yeah, I've got the both checked because I didn't pretend I know about cars. Exactly. Yeah, both checked hey, oh, 30, yeah, no, yeah, I get that checked, <laughs> and then you Google both of these <laughs> yeah. and then you go to Coin Squirt. Squirt. I mean, for me, it just wasn't funny. I was just like, okay. But can you admit that, from a outside perspective, the fact <laughs> the the amount of time and energy that was spent on me emailing you that and the whole situation was funny. It's funny from an outsider's perspective. Exactly. That's, that's what was funny. But your joke for me wasn't funny. It wasn't really supposed to be. I just thought it was funny that like, I was emailing you <laughs> instead of just putting it in the group <laughs> chat. Yeah, you emailed me with a link
1: <laughs> to both of these nuts.com and I clicked it. Because I was just like, "Oh, something's going to be funny somewhere," and I was looking for the, for the funny.
0: That like, right there is hilarious. Just you saying that is hilarious.
3: It Actually, a- that reminds me. I don't know if it was Andy or someone else slid into my DMs, but it was. I did the uh, the anonymous uh, Q A thing, and then someone asked, "Who's your crush?" and I said, Candace.
2: And <laughs> oh Yeah, someone, that was me. I did that. Yeah,
3: that was Andy, and then. And Kenny, he's like who's candace i'm like candace dick in your mouth Oh my god! <laughs> and then he goes to be i did laugh at that i did laugh at that wait can you
1: can you um i did find that one funny I so the laugh.
0: anonymous message thing did you get a bunch of creepy ones because i'm that's how i'm scared of doing that because i feel like i'm gonna get a bunch of creepy ones we don't have to answer them
3: i mean I, a couple of them were just like uh, why do you keep asking this?
0: Cause wasn't there like some some thirst trap ones where they were like, "I think you're hot." Yeah, it's oh, like that's so fucking weird. weird. Even if it's from a female, because it's mm-hmm. like that's that's almost more creepy than because like I've had women in my DMs saying weird shit to me where I'm like, I'm like, lady, I don't know who the fuck you are, and like you're not my type you're like older and you're like way across the fucking country and i don't know why you like think it's okay to just dm me shit like that
1: yeah. man imagine how girls feel because or, they must get fucking tons oh of yeah yeah because yeah, like, like i'm not anything. i'm not
0: like a fucking thirst trap influencer like i just post educational content or funny content or recipes so it's like you're um, fucking hot though yeah that's just crazy <laughs> Some I w I posted my Bulgarian split squats the other day, yesterday, and some chick TM'd me and said I would pretend like I was lifting behind you so I could stare at your ass. Oh my god. I'm not kidding. I'll show I'll show it to you guys right what now. What the fuck? But anyways. Oh my god. Weird shit. That's what happens when you have a uh can you
2: imagine like saying that to a girl? Like, can you imagine?
0: Dude, fuck no. I wouldn't say some shit like that to a girl no, ever. Not. Mm-hmm. Never. You know You'd why? Because that's that. like, that's like, like, that will get you nowhere. Like, if there are men listening to this, that will get you nowhere with women. Being that dude, yeah. never do s- that. Simp. Yeah.
3: Never. Women are never going to be like, Oh, man, see they fucking send me that DM. It's like, that's so fucking hot. It's like, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you want to stand behind me and watch my ass while I do Bulgarian
2: split squats? That is so hot. It's
0: weird. It's fucking weird. It's, that's, yeah, and you know what? The gym is, like, it's such a weird place when it comes to, like, the way the culture is right now with, like, TikTok and, like, people uh recording each other and recording lifts and then like putting it publicly on tiktok and having these videos go viral and stuff it's just crazy dude it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah but uh all right well i think it was a good discussion i think we'll we'll pick up where we left off next week uh with the bofas and the ligmas making sure those are in check with optimal hypertrophy range of motion um and i think next week we've got a cool episode planned for you guys it's gonna be our our thoughts on how to become a personal trainer like our thoughts on the best route to become a personal trainer like what we have learned and the mistakes we've made and how you guys might be able to um, get into this industry if that's something you've been wanting to do so we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening and bye 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 see you